0: ac podcast my name is troy and before we get into today's episode i gotta say happy new year from all of us at ac we pray that you had an incredible holiday weekend with your friends family and loved ones as much as we did but i want to start off the year with gratitude thank you so much to each and every one of you that have given to us over the year and especially those who gave to our giving campaign we We did it. We reached our goal of $200,000. Make some noise wherever you are. From all of us at AC, thank you so much that we don't have to do this without you. We get to do this with you. So thank you for those that donated, for those that have been praying, and for engaging with all the things we got going on at AC. On today's episode, I sit down with our newest filmmaker, Maxwell Chadwick, to hear his story, talk about his passions for filmmaking, and also hear about how he came to Christ. That's all from me. Let's get into the episode. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the AC Podcast. My name is Troy, and I am your host for today's episode. Happy New Year. We pray that all of you had an incredible holiday weekend. I know I did. I'm, I think I have a greater understanding this year as to why so many New Year's resolutions are to go to the gym because I did not hold back this year when it came to snacking. But enough about me. Today, I'm super excited to invite to invite one of our guests onto the show, someone that you may have seen if you've been following us on Instagram, none other than Max Chadwick, our new Filmmaker. I won't say videographer because I don't want to offend you because you guys get sensitive about that. Ladies and gentlemen, Max Chadwick, welcome to the show, man. Thank
1: you so much for having me. It's weird being on the other side of this.
0: (laughs) I can imagine. But as you can see, for those of you who who may be watching this on YouTube, for those who are having it on audio, unfortunately, you're not getting to see Max's super dope setup that is putting mine to absolute shame. Like he's even got a glass of water in the background. I, I have a globe, though. So people know that I travel, but, uh, he is an amazing setup. Max is a, an incredible filmmaker getting to, to see already how he has upgraded the podcast on YouTube has been, has been incredible. We've been praying pretty heavily, but, uh, just to give you guys a little bit of background on Max, Max went through the diploma of motion picture arts program at Capilano university, where he developed a love for creating and sharing films while also cultivating professional skills in the film and TV industry. After university, Max pursued filmmaking as a freelance and contract videographer in Fraser Valley, working with organizations such as Mission Chamber of Commerce, the Abbotsford Downtown Business Association, and Cyrus Center, just to name a few. Max has also produced many video and photo projects with Northview Community Church, and you can often spot him at local events with camera in hand. Max, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. So... How long has it been since you started with us at AC? I
1: think it's been about a month.
0: It's been a month. Okay. Yeah. So you joined us at like the busiest end of the year time possible. And uh, I would love to know, just for our listeners again, like, how did you first get into filmmaking before we get into the old AC stuff and all the things coming up in the new year? Like, how did you get into filmmaking?
1: Well, um, you know, I've always been a movie lover. You know, I guess I kind of started when I was in school, like elementary school, high school. Um, we'd always get the option for when we're working on projects to either write an essay or make a short film. And every okay. single time I chose the short film because it's like, first of all, I hated writing essays and it would just seemed like the easier option. And plus it was way more fun. And so I always opted for that. And then, you know, near the end of high school, we had the uh, conversation with like, it's like the next steps counselors thinking about where we, want to do, where we want to go after high school and like what we want to do with our careers. And I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like, all I knew at the time was I was playing volleyball and I didn't like doing academics. And so I started looking around. I was like, what do I like to do? And I immediately thought, well, I like to make movies. I guess that could be a career option, but Mm -hmm. I didn't never really thought about it before. But I ended up looking into local colleges and seeing who had film programs um, and, you know, who what options were available to me. And I ended up finding Capilano University in North Vancouver. They have a film program and they also had a volleyball team. And so I really wanted to play volleyball in post-secondary and reached out to them. they ended up giving me a scholarship uh, to play volleyball. Sick. Yeah. And I also got accepted into like the, the film program. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. I ended up doing the wrong program at first. <laughs>
0: okay. <so. laughs> that's why you put the, for those of you listeners, like who are listening, you didn't see, he put air quotes and I was like, what do you, wait, do you mean film program? <laughs>
1: I I did a visual effects course by accident. I signed up for that and uh, I I quit after about a month because I realized that you have to have a lot of artistic ability to do that. For those of you that don't know, uh, visual effects are like CGI and like computer graphics for films. And I thought that was just like the film program, but it wasn't.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) That'd be, that'd be a fun one to figure out pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. And for someone who hasn't used a pen or pencil or drawn something for probably 10 (laughs) years, that was not the program for me.
0: Right. Right. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, you know, I was when I was in university. I, I, w- I will say I definitely only went there to play soccer. Much, <laughs> very similar. I was like, okay, I really like doing soccer. Um, I care about music, but at the same time, it wasn't. I did not go to school for music in any way, shape, or form. I just wanted to play soccer. And when I was in my, I ended up going to three different colleges. I did two. Uh, I did one in California. I did one in Nipwin, Saskatchewan, a small Bible college. And then when I finally moved out to, to Winnipeg, that was when I was going to finish off my degree, but I didn't know what I wanted to do as a minor. But then there was this girl I liked who ended up becoming my wife, who was in this ESL teaching program, like t- TESOL. And I was like, I guess I'm going to go into TESOL. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I learned pretty quickly, I was like, I have no desire to be in here, but she's in here. So I guess I'm going to stick it out. So I, I can definitely understand university going potentially into courses for either by mistake or the wrong reason. This. <laughs> but so when it comes to filmmaking, what was the kind of stuff that you wanted to make?
1: Well, I mean, growing up, one of my favorite uh, TV programs was Departures. I don't know if you've ever heard of it.
0: Departures.
1: It was like a travel documentary.
0: Uh, OK, following two
1: guys who basically just quit their jobs and started traveling the world and they they made a TV program out of it with their one friend who was a cinematographer. And I would watch that every morning before I went to school. And it was just like my favorite program because something about the beauty of, you know, it showed those people's personalities Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of like them in the raw moments. And it kind of was like a natural storytelling where they didn't have a set goal when they went to a country. It just kind of, they went there, they filmed it and whatever came along is, is what they captured. And some of the best moments I've ever seen in, in TV was from that show. And it was just like, it was all just natural human interaction and, and making friends with the locals and um, just wanting to try fun stuff. And they ended up making this compelling story and it, it really blew me away. And so I've always kind of had that like in the back of my mind of like, that's something that I want to do.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. As a, as a avid movie lover, I want to know what your favorite movie is and favorite movie series.
1: That's usually a hard question for people, but for me, I've thought about it a lot. Okay. Uh, I actually keep a note in my phone of my favorite movies. My favorite movie of all time is warrior with Tom Hardy.
0: Warrior. Okay. I I don't think I've seen it.
1: It's uh, a sports movie about um, MMA. Which usually is like I'm not super interested in that sort of stuff, but
0: yeah um, it's oh like, wait, maybe I have seen it.
1: Yeah, two brothers they get entered into a fighting competition against each other.
0: yeah, um, and then it's
1: just kind of just like their family drama. And,
0: yeah, and, yeah like, I've seen it. yeah that's I love awesome that movie. yeah, that's a great movie. And Tom Hardy, man, that dude is an unbelie- unbelievably diverse actor like you give him you can't typecast him, he can do it. he can do literally anything yeah if anyone who's watched a show called Peaky Blinders, he plays an unreal uh i would call him more of an anti-hero on there than than a villain but he's he's pretty great uh favorite movie series
1: Ooh, favorite movie. oh <laughs> maybe I'll, I'll cut that part out i was gonna okay. say my least favorite movie series but i don't know if we need to hear that no go for it <laughs> okay so i'm a big halo fan uh i don't know yes, if, if let's go of the franchise but um yeah. paramount recently released a halo tv series and that oh, is no. for me that hit so hard and uh, I think I was emotionally scarred by watching that.
0: It was that bad. Oh boy. <laughs> oh man. I love. See, the thing is, I loved Halo growing up. I remember, like, w- like all the boys' nights I'd have with my friends in high schools when Halo One came out, and then even to now, every now and again, I'll just turn it on, and it's just. I think I'm. I don't even know what the newest one is called. Uh, Halo Infinite or something like that. And it's <laughs> just, it's just for those of you who don't know what this game is, you just are. Like this guy named the Master Chief, and it's a, it's very dystopian. Aliens have taken over the world, and you're this big American macho guy who no one really knows his face. Your name is John, and you kill aliens. I like to think of it as I'm fighting for Jesus in space. <laughs> but my favorite my favorite movie series, I know for a fact, is Lord of the Rings, like I, the Lord of the Rings series, from the way they filmed it to the acting, the costumes. It is, I believe it is unmatched. Some people will go and say Harry Potter. I'm like, no, because Harry Potter, those actors got better. Lord of the Rings, they were always amazing all the way through. And, uh, and, and I will fight to the death, (laughs) uh, online, maybe I'm just kidding. So, but I'd love to know when it comes to you using like your filmmaking ability in, in ministry, like how did that kind of come about? Like, did you grow up in a Christian home was it something that you were always kind of exposed to? How did that, how did that happen?
1: Well, I actually grew up in a non-Christian home. Um, okay. So I was an atheist for most of my life. Really? Um, my, my parents were both not Christian. My mom was raised in like a Buddhist agnostic household. Um, her oh, wow. family's Japanese. Uh, and okay, then, okay. Yeah, my father was like agnostic. So I was kind of raised without any kind of faith at all. Mm. And in fact, I, I would kind of go to the polar opposite side of that. And I consider myself like a pretty staunch atheist. Um, mm. I really enjoyed watching like debates and videos on YouTube of like atheist crushes Christian, you know, makes Christian yeah, yeah, yeah. foolish. And I was really into that sort of thing because I've always had like a, a really deep interest in apologetics, which I didn't know at the time and like theology, uh, and those sorts of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah,
0: man, now we got to go down that road. <laughs> so you, I want to know how you came to Christ.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a, it's a long story but um i guess to sum it up uh, i ended up playing volleyball in high school um and i was on a really terrible team i mean sorry guys (laughs) my my mom was the coach and i was (laughs) the only person who really wanted to be there and then it was just i dragged along all my friends to play with me so i had a team Um, we went to heritage park secondary in mission
0: and shout out heritage park for for being awful
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we ended up playing in a lot of like games against mei uh, you know, okay. Mennonite yeah. Educational Institute. Yeah. And they always just whooped us every single time. And um, I, I got kind of tired of it. And I was like, man, I, I want to be on a good yeah, that team. Hurt. That didn't <laughs> help with my whole uh, worldview because I yeah, just yeah. imagine like, oh, these Christian guys, they just keep beating us. Like, hey, yeah. what's going on there? Um, eventually, I ended up sitting, meeting some of the MEI guys through like playing club volleyball and, and out of the school. And I started to realize that, you know, these guys aren't weirdos. They, they aren't, um, like crazy Bible thumpers, which is what I would have thought of them before. I was yeah. like, how could you believe in something so crazy? And like, that's so primitive, like we're in 2015 or whatever year it was. Yeah. And so I started to meet them outside of school uh, playing club volleyball and I became really good friends with them. And then I started to notice this difference between my, you know, my lifestyle at, at public school uh, in mission and mm-hmm. their lifestyle because I started spending more time with them and it just, Kind of attracted me to, to like figure out more about their lives and like what they believe. Um, yeah. You know, they wanted to play sports and they wanted to um, get together all the time and just hang out. You know, with a group of friends. And um, my other school was getting more interested in you know living for the weekend and getting yeah. into drugs and alcohol and um, chasing just like some of the wrong things. And I was never really into that. And so um, I ended up just. To my parents one day, and I was like, Hey, don't say no, but like, what are the odds that I go to MEI next semester? I think this was the summer before. Interesting, which is crazy going from a free public education to you know kind of an expensive private ed- education. Yeah. yeah, and to my surprise, my mom was like, Oh, I'll think about it. And then you know, a week later, I ended up getting an interview and then accepted, and it was just kind of a roller coaster from there. Wow, and yeah, and then I started playing with the guys on their team getting to know people, seeing kind of behind the scenes, going to chapel, uh, at school, getting a Bible, starting to read it. And I became a lot more fascinated in the Bible, um, specifically because before, you know, you look at the Bible and it's like, Oh, it's an antiquated book. It's, um, from thousands of years ago. You know, people just believe whatever's in there. Like, you know, all the things you hear about the Bible from the other perspective. Can I trust
0: the Bible? (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) I wasn't asking that question at the time, but yeah. Um, i was thinking like can i read the bible (laughs) right and uh so i started reading it on my own doing research uh actually started listening to i don't know if at that time the apologize canada podcast was going
0: Um, yeah they would have been going by then
1: so i might have been listening to the podcast and i i went to a couple conferences actually and that was when i was kind of in my early budding years of of faith just starting to to get to know it and um That was that was a really important time for me. I think, Um, yeah, because I I had all these deep questions. I remember actually one night lying awake. This was in high school. I wake up like three a.m. and I'm just sitting there, and and I had these like deep thoughts about death and purpose of life. And I was thinking to myself, like, you know, if I died tonight right now, what would happen? And that Mm. thought terrified me because I was thinking, I'm my my soul is gone. Whatever that is. And then I just blip into nothing, and the rest of eternity i don't exist and i, I was I was kind of contemplating that that stark reality and it, and it terrified me, and I had no answer for it
0: yeah, that's a big question
1: and you know then I started to see the other side going to these conferences and doing my research, and uh, i I just was had an internal struggle that you know I, I couldn't get past
0: mm. that's crazy man that's <sighs> See, I, I there's something about stories of 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 people coming to faith, and I wouldn't necessarily like you're you know be coming into being an adult. You know, there's something about it, especially when you didn't have that in your home, right? When, but it's really interesting how your mom. Um, it sounds like it was specifically your mom was like open to you being in the midst of that stuff, and so when when the time really came, like was it. Like, okay, God, I'm going to give you my life. Was it like a youth event? Was it just a, at home by yourself? What did that look like?
1: I spent a lot of time by myself. So, a lot of these deep questions happened when I was just like alone with my thoughts. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm naturally an introvert and I, and I actually enjoy being alone all that time. Yeah. Um, but so I think the moment was also lying in bed, um, thinking about these questions, thinking about everything that I've been learning. And it, I kind of came to a crossroads where. Um, I started to believe in these things that I was reading, and I saw the the truths about life in the Bible. And mm. um, I was like, "Well, this is obviously true." Like, I look around me, I look at how people are acting, I look at the state of the world, I look at um, how this all affects me, and I'm like, "This is obviously true." But this is crazy. Like, yeah. what the Bible is teaching—it's insane. It's—it's it's, uh, doesn't go along with my worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came to the crossroads where I just had to decide. I was like, okay, either I can fully commit to this and, you know, give my life to God uh, or I can turn away from it and just kind of consider it a bump in the road and keep going the way that I was going. And I prayed about it. And I said to God, I said, uh, Lord, if, if this is true and if you're real and you know, the Bible is your word, then I pray you just reveal that to me, make it clear Mm. And I'll give my life to you and I won't look back. And I prayed that went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I, it was weird. Like it's totally surreal. I felt like a new person. Wow. Just like I woke up and I saw the world differently. I was thinking about, you know, what, every time I interact with people, I was, I was considering things that I hadn't really thought about before mm. and, uh, I was having new thoughts about things and, uh, just kind of the world opened up a little bit and that, that weirded me out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. It's like that passage that it's, it's uh, in Romans twelve two. It's like be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You know, that's what I kind of see that moment was for you. Right. It was like, okay, God, I need something tangible. And I guess for someone like you who saying that you're, you were a deep thinker, you were really thinking about a lot of different apologetic arguments and conversations and for you to wake up and automatically see the world different and start considering things you know it's really it's really encouraging hearing that and, and I think I've said this before on the podcast is I've found in in recent years, you don't hear enough about people's coming to faith testimonies, especially people who didn't grow up in the church. It's almost like the church in a lot of ways has has wrestled with believing it still happens. There's been a lot of discouragement because of different uh, let's say ministry leaders or churches fallen out of favor, um, making these major mistakes, and ultimately watching ministries and churches crumble and people be deeply affected. How has your faith affected your your family? Like, where's your family at with your faith now?
1: It's funny, you know, when I first became a Christian, um, my parents were shocked, first of all. They're like, how could you believe in something like this? Um, mm. What did they teach you over in that school? You're getting indoctrinated, like, what's going on? Right. Um, but, you know, over time, they kind of slowly got used to it you know at uh thanksgiving and christmas dinners and whenever the family got together they would just kind of you know it would come time to to say grace or something i mean we never did that but they would look at me and they're like uh okay everybody <laughs> yeah, no, no, everybody, listen up max is gonna say grace and i was just looking at them like what we have never done this before what's going on and so i guess they kind of used me as like a like a, a medium between them and god it was like, <laughs> You know, Max is a Christian in the family. Now we're good with God because he's going to pray for us and right. uh, bless this meal. And, you know, over time, uh, they, they warmed up to it. And now, you know, they're totally fine with it. They, um, I'd like to think that they are seeing the differences in me as a person because um, I, I feel like I've, I've changed a lot since I first became a Christian and um, my priorities changed. And so I'm hoping that they're seeing that. Um, I've tried to have conversations with them here and there. But, uh, you know, as talking to family goes, sometimes it can, it can go interesting directions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I'd be interested to know for you, what was it like once that happened, um, getting connected with a local, with a local church Did Like, did you still kind of have apprehensions towards like the, the physical church body or, or was it, was it easy for you to transition?
1: Well, I don't know. Um, when I first became, when I first gave my life to God, um, I was like grade 12 high school. And mm. so the transition from there was going to college and playing volleyball. And, yeah. you know, it was such a huge difference in like where I thought my life was going that yeah. I went from, you know, the private Christian school where it was, you know, MEI is kind of known as a bubble yeah. where um, it's a safe place and there's not really a lot of like persecution happening there. -hmm. And then going to university to Capilano, which is probably, I'd say, one of the most progressive universities in BC. Yeah. Um, You know, my first day of film school when I was there was the professor literally started the class by saying, okay, everyone, uh, hi, I just want to introduce myself. And I want to start by saying that God is dead and that, um, like, we don't believe in that in this classroom. And if you're not okay with that, then you just have to be okay with it. No way, yeah, it was literally out of the movie God's Not Dead," like that happened.
0: <laughs> no way it, I don't want to get stuck on this, but it's it's it, that's just the weirdest thing, yeah, like imagine i I was a teacher in a in a in a public school, and I got up and I said, "Hey, everybody, I just want you to know that uh before we get started, the boot is not real. We don't believe in that here, and then they just care like it would never fly. You know, it would never fly. It would never be acceptable, not just as a teacher, but as an individual. And like, what? Wait, this is how you introduce yourself? You're,
1: that's so odd. <laughs> I mean, I was a new Christian, and so as soon as I heard that, I was like, Oh no! What did I sign up for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be awful. And it's... I, I was scared to talk about mm. faith to to mention that I was a Christian to anyone because it's you know first year of university. You're meeting people, and you're trying to learn you know, what the thing that's going to be your career for the rest of your life. And um, yeah. I immediately saw the obvious downside of, of being a Christian in that moment.
0: <laughs> the persecution. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so uh, it totally, I, I really didn't take my faith seriously until like a couple years into university. And when I realized that like, mm. you know, this is so much better than whatever I can get from this university and whatever problems come from it.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Was there any level of, um... I guess kind of discipleship that happened for you, it, it, whether it was in university or through a local church, that kind of thing that where someone was like, Hey Max, like, you know, kind of, kind of help walk you along or, or, was it some of your friends or anything of that nature?
1: I don't know. I, I would say, um, it, it was more just seeing people in, in the church. Um, I was always an observer, like even before I was a Christian that, mm. I would, I would learn a lot of things by seeing how other people act and um, listening to people talk and, you know, watching apologetic stuff. And so I'd say I was definitely guided more by that. I didn't really have like a specific person to like answer these deep questions, at least like until several years later.
0: Yeah, man. I don't know about, but you listeners stories like this just really encourages me again in, in, in knowing who the Holy spirit is because you know, hear, hearing, hearing your story, Max, about how, you know, you didn't necessarily have, whether it's a pastor or the youth leader who can pull you along and walk with you. is like, man, you really were discipled by the Holy Spirit and his word. People need to still hear that because look at how he kept you. As we're, as we're looking at this new year, and we'll get into this as we're, this is why AC does what we do. This is why we want to make the content we make at, at a caliber that we can make. Because you think about someone like yourself who was going to school for filmmaking, who's, who wants to do excellent art. If our pursuit as an organization and our churches isn't excellent, you're, you're hard-pressed to think that you know people are going to want to interact with you, right? And so you have someone online who's looking for content to answer these deep questions. So it's like, this is why AC exists, right? To make his name known, you know, to... to truly live out the mandate that's on our shirt, love God and love people. But one of the ways you do that is you got to have really, you got to have sharp hooks. You got to be prepared. And um, and so at this point, I would love to ask you, I mean, we we got some different projects and things coming up. And as newly part of AC, what's something that you're really looking forward to to doing?
1: Well, I mean, uh, I'm still pretty new here. So I'm still figuring out things every day that are happening and projects that are coming up. Um, Yep. I would say the thing that I'm most excited for is, you know, since I was, you know, on the other side of things, listening to the podcast, listening, going to the conferences, um, experiencing all of this content, uh, I'm really excited to be able to, you know, be a part of that and to, to give, you know, the thing that God's given me passion for, which is filmmaking and, and creating and being creative, mm-hmm. being able to use that to impact somebody else who is yeah. like along that part in their story. And it's amazing that I've been given the opportunity to to be involved in something that impacted my life so dramatically. Yeah. So that's what I'm most excited for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, listeners, Max is actually going to be you know working with us on some some of the projects we got we got coming up. You know, you you guys have kind of heard about the Can I Trust the Bible? And while Max isn't isn't filming that, he's going to be helping us kind of get it over get it over the finish line. He's actively helping us with with our YouTube and as if you haven't noticed already the YouTube game has gone gone way up the editing that he's been doing for the for the video podcast has been incredible and especially for someone like myself who uh, before you came was trying to figure it out was trying to learn and, and but it's not my it was not my natural gifting so having Max be here to really help us elevate our game in that area but also in in May we're going to be shooting another video series in where we're actually going to be going to Malawi and Max will be joining us for that. At least that's the plan for him to, to join us. Basically, we we were given grant funding to head to Malawi to film a video on the subject of technology and theology. And I, I will say this, there's going to be more information coming out, but there's actually going to be the opportunity for some of you. That's right. You to actually join us on that trip, because we're, we're looking at some really cool opportunities in ways where we kind of infuse the leadership summit during that time. And so there's going to be more information, more clarity about that. But I just want to drop that, uh, drop that little gem for you guys to be paying attention because uh, it's going to be really cool. I I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it. And so Max hearing you say that some of your favorite film style is that raw uncut, like just go and watch the story develop and capture these candid moments. Again, it speaks to, just how God will align things, because that's the type of person you need in those in those spaces in those areas. So we'll be we'll be continuing to pray for you, man. That's that's really cool. Um, just hearing how God has been, you know, change, changing your life, working in your life. And I know for us at AC, we are so blessed to to have you be a part of this team. And you know, not just for your your filmmaking ability, as as we're continuing to learn more about your story. So you were saying you are you're half Japanese or Quarter Japanese, quarter Japanese. Off. Okay, yeah. okay, cool, very cool. But was there any any periods of time for you where it's like, okay, I'm a quarter Japanese, and how does this affect my my Christian worldview? I
1: would say, you know, growing up, I never really had any kind of identity.
0: Um, like Interesting.
1: Our household was very just kind of business. You know, it's
0: yeah.
1: It, um, we, I never thought about who I was as a person, really ever.
0: Interesting. Um,
1: yeah, uh, like the only Japanese things I can remember from my childhood is you know being with my grandpa who's Japanese, and then mm. I did karate for seven years, yeah, and so that was all of the Japanese in my life, and I liked sushi, so um, <laughs> but yeah, I would I would say more so, I the biggest thing in my life was I didn't really have an identity, I did like being Canadian, it also is wow. an interesting conversation, like w- what does it mean to be a Canadian? Uh, most people would say that it's a melting pot of culture, but it's yeah. like being Canadian doesn't necessarily have an identity by itself. Mm -hmm. And so growing up, um, looking around the world and thinking about like, who am I? What is my place in this world? Um, I couldn't really identify with anything. If anything, I felt like an observer most of the time. And so it wasn't even until I became a Christian that I even thought about my identity for the first time, because then I'm now getting told that my identity is in Christ. Uh, That's who I am as a person. And that's everything you really need to know about me.
0: That's really, really cool, man. To go from not even considering identity to then being told who you belong to, you know, being belonging to Christ. Max, thank you so much for joining us this week on the, on the AC podcast. Uh, It's funny because the two guys who edit the podcast are now on it right now. So we're going to make this look amazing for you guys, (laughs) make it look and sound amazing for you guys. But, Truly, Max, I want you to know from from myself and to all of us at AC, we're super grateful to have you, and we're excited for the future working in film with you. But also, just seeing what these apologetic conversations do do for you, and what you have to to bring to the table in those conversations, as you are you are helping us unpack stories. And uh, so, I pray that you would know that that you are you are truly valued, and and I'm sure that our, our AC viewers and listeners are appreciative of you, even if they don't, if they've been wondering, like, how did the, why does the video look better? Well, it's because of this guy right here. So thank you, Max, for joining us on the AC podcast. If you wanted people to potentially connect with you, or if, I don't know if you have any of your own uh, personal personal work that you've done where people could go watch one of your your films at all, where would people go?
1: Uh, that's all on my YouTube channel, just under Max Chadwick. But honestly, the easiest way to get hold of me is probably through Instagram. Yeah, no, that's nice. that's my main method of communication because a lot of the time my phone doesn't work. So, okay, okay. that's the best way. My Instagram is just Maxwell Chadwick, which is my name.
0: Set so you can find me easy, there. simple. Yeah, listeners, thank you so much for joining us on the AC Podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe on all your favorite streaming platforms as well as on YouTube. But make sure to tune in next week when we find more things to think about. And as always, you know the drill. You know the motto: Love God, love people. Bye for now. It's the AC Podcast. Podcast.